The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, what's up, guys? Notebook wagering. Uh, Q here. I got Smitty next to me. And across from us, we got Maddie Nails. What's going on, boys? Not a man. We had a great weekend. Great week coming up, too. We killed the props. Sure I'll tell you that. Oh, we're the prop kings. We are the prop kings. I had a great Super Bowl. Little cold this week in college basketball, but what can you do? We're gonna bounce back. Let's yeah, you're cold. I'm retired. Maddie Nails is killing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we got a bunch to unpack for you guys today. Uh, so we have a special guest that we'll get here uh, momentarily. Uh, but we kind of want to unpack uh, some maybe some prop bets, some some that you know were really good for us. Maybe some that we had some stupid ideas on. Um, and uh, just kind of unpack that game, and then we'll uh, finish the show off a little college basketball action. Um, so without further ado, we we have our guest. Uh, so little background this guy he's uh from our hometown area uh originally played high school in fredericksburg virginia uh for two years and then he moved up to the prince county virginia area where he attended hilton high little fun fact uh tony Lilly is a well-known individual here he coaches hilton high school uh, i believe he's retired now uh but uh he was in fact burned for four touchdowns to the washington redskins in the super bowl against the broncos so everybody kind of knows his name around here uh, tremendous coach. Uh, so we have one of his guys on here. Uh, one of his players uh, was a two-way in high school, um, was a four-star prospect that ultimately decided to attend the Ohio State University. Um, and then after a couple years stint there, he transferred uh, to a little smaller school, Sam Houston State. Um, and then, you know, we really wanted to get him on the show because we just had National Signing Day. Um, and, and, you know, we've had really good feedback on just sports-based interviews on this show. I mean, obviously we're a gambling show, but we're sports fanatics. Um, and that's kind of the basis of everything. So we wanted to get him on here. Uh, so without further ado, Matt Burrell, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, man. Thank you for having me, guys. Awesome. Uh, so why don't you start off real quick, just kind of tell us about yourself, maybe tell your position. Um, I believe you were a class of 2015, correct? Yeah, man. I was. Awesome. Um, so... Did you have any guy? Uh, for I know you were two ways, so your offense, defensive line. Uh, where where'd you play on the D line, and where'd you play on the O line? I played all over uh, the defensive line when I got the chance. Uh, when I got the chance, where I was mainly a defensive line. Uh, I had uh, just returned from a camp uh, at UVA, and that was where I kind of sprung my recruiting process early in my freshman year. Um, it wasn't until probably junior year that I was predominantly an offensive lineman, and I was a tackle. Um, I got hurt prior to that, so I put on weight. I was about 350 pounds, so I only played, you know, I played majorly, uh, majorly just, you know, offensive lines, and then I moved into guard once that became, you know, my my main recruiting, you know, position. But um, I played defensive end in my last game uh, at Hilton. I played nose all throughout the year, you know, so it was it was a, a lot of bouncing around. 
And that team, Matt, uh, again, I, I've known I've known Matt for many years. Uh, I was very good friends with his father. Great family. Um, again, truly blessed that you were here to do the show tonight with us. That team, Matt, if you can just go into a little bit more, you had a lot of great talent on that team. Can you just kind of drop some names and uh, people yeah, on that team? Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Trayvon McMillan who was my quarterback my junior year, went on to play at Virginia Tech and be a thousand-yard rusher. Then he transferred to Colorado State, and now he plays for the Steelers. Um, we also had Salas Tazani, who played uh, guard for us and right tackle and knows as well, who now is going to be a top prospect for Virginia Tech. And then we had Ricky Slade as well, who was, you know, the best player in the country at one point, arguably. And uh, nobody really ever speaks about our offensive line, but we had two guys who went to Georgetown. We had another guy who walked on to UVA. And then we had, a, you know, just a, a bulldog at center. And, I mean, we just had a, a massive offensive line uh, with, with really good camaraderie. And um, those teams are very, 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 very talented. Even the guys who didn't really go to big schools, um, just all brought in. Coach Lilly did a great job of preparing us just on a mentality standpoint, regardless of how good we were, we took pride in the bowl hat and uh that was just a that was just the experience. You know, we we took pride in being the best and it was just a constant competition. So we obviously we mentioned Tony Lilly as your coach. Uh, you know, he had uh other than the Super Bowl, he had a really good career for Denver as a defensive yeah. back. Um and Florida. And Florida. He was a he's a legend in Florida. That's he, true. Uh, yeah, yeah. How did I not even bring that up? I don't know how I I'm a, yeah, come on, you're slipping <laughs> here, man, with the beat writer stuff. Herschel Walker had some pretty, you know, intense battles, you know, through his career and then I mean not too many people could say that, you know. Oh, for sure. Uh it's funny. I'm a, I'm a diehard Gators fan, and, and I knew he went there, um, and, and I just mm-hmm. totally blanked. But, uh, so, as a high school coach, so obviously he'd been coaching uh, for a couple years prior to your arrival. Um, having an NFL coach, did he bring, um, I guess, sort of his his wisdom or, or ways that maybe he was coached in the NFL to you guys? Like, Do you feel like you guys, you guys were, from your time at Chancellor to now your time at Hilton in, in the coaching um, – system did you feel like you were kind of getting more of a disciplinary nfl style coaching versus your ordinary high school coaching or no it was very intense um he was very intense but uh it was also a a common knowledge thing that he was intense for a reason so i don't know if it was more like his nfl experience that would you know carry on to us but it was just his intensity that he brought every, every, you know, every day, you know, he was on the tractor at five o'clock in the morning, you know, mowing the lawn, knocking the do off, you know, and, and, and just, you know, walking around, marching around with, with authority, you know, you just knew he was about business. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, obviously you guys, uh, got business done, you know, to have, um, yeah. I mean, Georgetown is still a reputable school and, and for D2 football, they're actually not bad. Um, and you guys no, had a lot of, a lot of D1 big time kids. So, I've, you know, kudos to him getting you guys ready. Um, now, with that being said, I kind of want to translate that. So, you're going through the recruiting process as a junior, you're getting a lot of looks, and then, uh, you know, you make your decision as a senior. Uh, do you remember your top final five? Yeah, dude. I, uh, I got my first offer um, my sophomore year from North Carolina. Uh, two days later, I got in Ohio State. Wisconsin and Alabama all in one day and I kind of never I didn't really know too much of what was going on and then once it sprung to about 50 and you know 60 offers I kind of 
okay, this is this is gonna this is gonna have to come to an end at some point. And uh, a bit of thing, one of the main things I felt was detrimental to me was how much social media had an input on my recruiting. So I was really big on Tennessee, and I took an official there, uh, Penn State, um, Tennessee, Penn State, Florida State, Ohio State. And there was one L L S U. That was my final five. Oh, okay. Awesome. I, I actually had thought maybe Michigan was in there. Uh so I That was me just hoping that was uh, just me hoping it. <laughs> now you did you did take <laughs> did you take you did take a trip up to Michigan, correct? With Deshaun Hand? I don't I don't know what school you're talking about. <laughs> ah, here we go. We took, a, we took a trip up north, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we took a trip up north uh to that there, that place up there uh, for the under the lights part two against Notre Dame, which they happened to squeak out a lucky win under Brady Hoke. Uh, oh, that was just uh, uh, Robinson throwing that last second touchdown pass. Um, something like that. Yeah, I oh, I, trust me. I, <laughs> I, like I, I know that. I know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, mean, it, 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 I mean, I, I will say this. You know, it was, it was Devin Funches, uh, Taylor Lewan. Um, it was a. It was a. You know, we were there with uh, Cole. Uh, the center from Arizona, Wilton Spade, George Campbell. Like, it was a star-studded, Brian uh, 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 Monet. It was a star-studded, you know, cast that was that was there. And if they would have got all those guys, you know, it would have, I think they would have, you know, turned the tide a little bit. But it was definitely a star-studded. That was, that was probably the biggest visit that I had been on. You know, we had went, me and Tim had just played each other. Um, we played Tim Settle and Greg Stroman on that Friday night and got to Ann Arbor. Uh, excuse me, up north. Uh, we got up there. You got to watch yourself yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't, you know. Because they didn't offer me when we went up there. And I had already had, you know, the whole Big Ten. I had, you know, the whole SEC. I had the ACC. And uh, we got up there and they told me I, I was too small. And they didn't even meet with me on the exit. And uh, me and the Coach Funk were really cool. But, like, Coach, Coach Hope just kind of. Help, you know, I don't know what his deal was, you know. So, but well, I can I, tell you a lot of things being a man. I can tell you a lot of things. That's was for wrong. another I, show. Yeah, I'll get that on another. <laughs> I show. could tell you his deal too. He's a fat <laughs> idiot. Like after that, I was I was a bit pissed because I loved it. Like I, I I hate saying that now, you know, but like I loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I think probably what was it? Right at the end of my junior year, they decided to pull the trigger on me, Roy Manning. Uh, pulled the trigger, and um, I was like, "Yeah, man, uh, uh, sure." And I I entertained it, but it was more of a like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." You know, it wasn't it wasn't really a it wasn't it wasn't a entertainment thing for for my like like for myself to really consider going up there. And stuff, sure, you know. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you okay? So you know, you had all those schools. So again, you know, Ohio State just coming off the national championship. Yeah, was that just? Yeah. I think Q, this was one you had a really good question. I mean, did you? I want you to kind of say it. I mean, what kind yeah. of took you there? But I mean, Q, I think has a better question going into this. So it's kind of a two part question, um, and I'll make it real quick. So, so part one, I kind of want to get into the mindset. You know, we just obviously you see these kids with ESPN and things like that who do selection shows uh, and and uh, college commitments. So when you're talking to these coaches, um, and they're you know. I know they're selling you guys the world um, and that's their job, yeah. right? They want to get you there. Um, and when you were going through that, was your mindset then different now? And the, and the question I'm going to get to is 
were you more worried, I guess, per se, is the glam, the rings, you know, you, okay. Yeah. I, or it yeah. was it, can I play right now and get to the NFL? Man, I, you know, <laughs> oh man, that, that's an amazing way to put it. Just because my mindset now, I would have been at UVA or Virginia Tech in a, in a hiccup just, and I, and, and that would have been off of resources, family, support. Sure familiarity um and everything while i when i was being recruited you know coach meyer brought me in and there's you know 19 big rings you know sitting there and uh there's there's you know they had videos of all the top linemen that they had what i didn't know was there were six guys like me in the room in the other room you know hearing the same thing seeing the same thing and it was more so me being a, a very you know i think cocky to say, you know, man, I don't care who's here, I'm going to play, you know, I'm at Burrell. Certainly. certainly. And, uh, it turned out, you know, that wasn't what was important whatsoever. Uh, but I will say, though, about Ohio State and, and what, you know, I carry with me now, the professionalism, the, the learnings in the weight room, the nutritional values that I've kind of taken from it, those were the things that really I should have been focused on more so than – you know, the geographical stuff and the, the rings and the flash. And, and I, um, I was very easily influenced, but, um, at the same time, I know now that the simplicity of it all would have made it way more, uh, beneficial. That, that's yeah. Well, that was incredible I mean, answer. dude. That was well, well said. And I, you know, I think what, what I really just took away there, Matt, and I think everybody at that age, I mean, I think maturity though, it's just maturity. It, it's, it's a lot of things. I mean, I was never the athlete. I mean, I was a really good athlete, not in, not anywhere near what you were and you do, you think you're better than people. And then to go and I, this kind of leads into where I want, I had a question for you. So, you know, you're down here and you just dominate and you're just a star. And then you go to like what you just said there to Ohio state. Was there anybody you know, maybe the first day at practice or the first week or the first oh, month man, that you just looked and said, like my welcome, welcome to real life. Exactly. Yes, like, wow. Like the, this guy is a welcome, freak. Who is this guy? Real life. Um, I, I got up there and, uh, the guy that they told me was, you know, returning from surgery and battling all these things. He was about 5'10" maybe 300 pounds, Jacoby Bourne, um, Zach Bourne's brother, and then uh, a couple other, one of his other brothers played for U of M. But he was very, he wasn't on the eye test. I was like, oh, dude, I smashed this kid. And um, we're doing a warm-up, and I'm paired up with him. And uh, I couldn't I couldn't finish the abs. And he stood up above me <laughs> throwing the ball, like, come on, like, you know. Um, and I looked him in his eye, man, and I was like, dude, this kid hates me, but really, he was, you know, trying to pull it, pull it out of me. And I, I took it personal, just like I kind of took my recruiting personal and it was a bit of a cocky take on everything. Um, furthermore, uh, probably not even two weeks after that incident, um, you know, we had this thing where we welcomed the freshmen and everybody kind of jokes and makes jokes on you and stuff just to, you know, humble your, humble you, de-recruit you a little bit because they've been pumping your head up for the past, you know, however many months. And uh, Marshawn Lattimore actually had made a, a, a joke and I didn't take to it too well, but he wasn't Marshawn Lattimore yet. I didn't know these guys, you know. Um, 
but he was smaller than me, the DB. And I walked up on him, you know, and I was prepared to, you know, take him on. And uh, he didn't budge. It, the, the guy was, the guy was rocked up, and I didn't really, I couldn't tell. I just knew he was a small DB, but he 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 didn't budge. And it sent chills down my back because we're about to go on the field and everybody's looking at me like, dude, if you really take that fight, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> and it was like, okay, really, like, really? Like, this is, this is how it's going to be. And um, I had to humble myself. I mean, and there was another probably, what, two, three, four, I mean, three, four weeks before we got into spring ball. It's Joey Bosa, Dolphus Washington. Um Raekwon McMillan, Darren Lee, Josh Perry, Von Bell, uh, you know, just stars, you know, and I'm on scout team, which is fine. You know, when you come in to Ohio State, you, you got to get your black stripe off somehow. And um, I wanted to take my swing at the best ones. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're when you're on offensive line, you don't have anybody on you, you can go help out the tackle. You can get a good hit on the defensive end. That defensive end happened to be Joey. And uh, I went out there, you know, Full fledged, ready to hit him. And I remember I put my helmet on his on his arm, and he he looked me in my eye as he struck me off, and it was so demoralizing. But <laughs> so I remember Taylor picking me up and saying, "Yeah, man, that's you know you, you got to go ahead and go about this a little bit more methodical. You know, you can't just run into people anymore." And that was where it like slowed down, and then I had to I had to really just take a a look at what I was really trying to accomplish. Yeah, I bet there were so many. I mean, when I thought of that question, I was like, I bet it's just amazing to go to a school like that, especially 18 years old, maybe 19, mm-hmm. to go into a team that just won the national championship and was like, wow, this is what I have to compete with every day well, in practice. It's not just the national championship aspect of it. It's, you know, Taylor Decker went 13th overall. You know, Joey went, I forget, second overall. Zeke went. You know, however the order was, whether or not they're national championship teams or not, no team, you know, there's maybe two teams, you know, the top of the top have, you know, Belitnikoff winners, uh, Remington winners, just, I mean, all over the board. So I didn't really take pride in that. And I think, you know, I should have because if I would have just, you know, put my head down and went ahead and worked, it was the best of the best, man. Oh, certainly. You couldn't get it anywhere else. Certainly. I mean, listen, I mean, you, uh, again, I say you guys are promised the world. Um, obviously, you can play at a school oh. like you touched on, Tech or Penn State at the time and places like that. But regardless, man, if you go to Ohio State, you go to Alabama, whether you're playing or not, you're going to be competing against, in practice, some of the best competition, first, second round guys, uh, as well as yeah. – you're getting the top of the top, whether it's from the athletic trainer, the nutritionist, you know, all that. Yeah. So, I, you know, yeah. certainly don't discredit uh, Ohio State by any means, you know, by going there and, and not saying you did. I'm it's just the, the general audience. You, know, you still learned a lot, as you said, you know, the professionalism. Um, I, I The things that I've taken from there, you know, because I train kids now, I coach kids now, I sure. kids now, the things that I've taken from there have never left, you know, whether it's oh, my certainly. dynamic warm-up or how I make a plate on a, you know, if I'm, if I'm really diving into my diet, you know, or my, my intake, my sleep, you know, um, how to heal myself. You know, I had I had two Liz Franks in both my feet um, in this four games my sophomore year. Um, and I had to get back from that. Like, I can rehab myself. I can train myself with a band and, a, you know, just sure. open space, 
Right. Like, I've never lost that. And then, you know, still to this day, I remember the playbook. I remember my calls. I remember my double teams. I remember my IPs. I remember my tempo calls, cues, and everything. So it was not like the things that I've taken from from there, you know, I I won't ever lose. And um, that's why I think my loyalty is so thick with Ohio State. Um, And it will always be that. And uh, I can't say it would be the same just because I left and I, you know, just didn't gritted out you know justin hilliard was a guy that was in my same shoes joe burrow was a guy in my same shoes um antonio williams who now plays for the buffalo bills you know yeah guys when i left it was probably 15 transfers you know josh norwood went to west virginia kevin Peter went to kansas like guys were leaving you know and it, it was tough man and we were having you know coaching changes there was a lot of drama going on it was just nobody really knew where anything stood and um instead of embracing the unknown and just, you know, continue to work, it was kind of like, man, I'm too good for this. You know, I can, you know, wherever I go, I got what I need from here, which, you know, turned out to be wrong. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, well, you got playing time, so I wouldn't necessarily say it was wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. So fast forward. It wasn't wasn't like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a thing of like believing in, myself i didn't sure. know if they believe yeah yeah, yeah. Me, but they fair were, point they, they, they don't really let you know that because right they want you to continue to prove it every time you, you know everything you do yeah and, um, i felt like man hey I'm, I'm, i've done a lot you know i i go in i produce like i had i we went to iowa and i had to go two series smash it or then like if we had to go against penn we, we i mean penn state was beating us 27 to 7 going into the half i had to come back i had to come in and hold some of that weight as well, or Nebraska, or Rutgers. How, I mean, how Maryland? There's been so there were so many times where I just felt like, hey man, I'm you know I'm a good candidate. I sure. feel like I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. But it, at the end of the day, if it's not exceptional, then it's not acceptable. And that was like, okay, you know, and that's well, well, and 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 unfortunately enough, I, I I take that to heart now. You know, I don't I don't accept anything less than a hundred percent. So. You know, it works out, and and, and um, it was a learning experience, but it was a great experience. So, so, Matt, just to kind of wrap you up here, uh, so what's your new direction, man? What are you doing right now? Where are you at? What's your ultimate goal here, where you're going? Um, You know, it's a bit foggy, and uh, just, just trying to really see what direction I'm going, whether it's getting a real, you know, big boy job and just – buying in you know i have a son now and uh my girlfriend works two jobs she's a volleyball coach and a and a uh, teacher so she's you know driven and kind of carried the weight a little bit being once this you know once covid hit right around march um i had i had spoken to green bay i had spoken to the ravens i had spoken to minnesota coming out of uh, daytona after i did the fcs bowl and um nothing struck just because there were no travel there was nothing that we could do um on my end and it just kind of shut down and then um recently i had gotten some cfl contacts and so you know the, the ifl is a good route to go and i just kind of thought you know okay i'm gonna take the steps that i can to get in front of people because i still feel like i'm i'm better now than i was there and i'm 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 a much better person as well. So that's my main goal is to become a better father and a better man and a better, you know, hopefully a husband one day and to to just lead my family in a better direction 
just because, you know, it's going to take a lot. But, you know, I have support and um, I have faith in that. Well, Matt, I, I, and, I and I'll say this because I've known you for many years and knowing you as a high school student, being in my house and me having two young daughters and how you interacted with my daughters and just being the person you are, you're a remarkable person. And you're going to be, you know, you're going to be a great dad. You're going to be a great husband at one time. And again, you come from a great family. And again, it's, it's a, it's a pleasure to still be able to contact you and follow you and, it was it was a pleasure to have you on the show, man. I mean, I truly appreciate hey, it. With you. Well, before we go, you should tell them about our little incident, our our what our our competitive nature. <laughs> came I'll, I'll do this quick because we got to bounce to something else. But I yeah. will say this. Yeah, so, man, I just okay. I will say this. So we had a race. We thought I thought I could beat him in a race. Now I'm an older man, and um, I was really fast. <laughs> so no, this was this true story. So. We ran out of my cul-de-sac and going up my driveway, there's a little dip. And this was right when Matt was heading to Ohio State, Ohio State. And there was a little dip and he fell. And I'll tell you, still to this day, I run in the house. Like when I walk up there, I still see him fall. All I could think about was Urban Meyer calling me and saying, (laughs) <laughs> you're going to be found in a river or something. Yeah, man. Uh, it was so crazy because he was, you know, I was 340. He's like, dude, I can beat I can you in a race. Well, you know what? And I'll, and I'll say this. You know what's so scary about it? Because you think, and I'm older. It was, you know what I always took away from that? I would never want to be on the football field with these guys, how big they are and how fast. Because Mac could run really, really fast. And I can't even imagine somebody coming at you how much he weighed and hitting you and how fast he was. It was scary, but Matt was, was just. Oh, Matt, Matt blew me. I mean, I was lucky to be there. Scared me to death. Still walk up the driveway and I was petrified still to this day about Urban Meyer calling me, but Hey Matt, again, listen, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you on the show and we'd love to have We're gonna you get back again. We yeah, I'd like to get. Yeah, let's uh, let's just get you on uh, closer to the draft. You know, we'll kind of talk about the college aspect of the draft, and uh, we'll yeah. just go from there. Hey, Matt, I'll be I'll be in touch again. Thank you so much. No problem. Take it easy, man. You guys take care, man. Yeah. Wow, that was that. You know, that means a lot to me because I, I've known the family for a long time, and again, knowing the kid in high school. And the kid, he would come over to the house. And again, I, I, my daughters have grown now a little bit, but they were younger and just how he interacted with my girls and just my wife and just how he talked about the game and the passion. That was, that was a pleasure to have him on. And I, I appreciate him coming on. Yeah. I thought Maddie nails, he was, you know, saying um, behind the scenes that he thought really well-spoken. Yeah. 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 he, you can tell he, um, you can tell he was cocky slash arrogant about it. But you but can yeah, tell I mean, the maturity and humbleness. Yeah, you can see his heart in it. Yeah, yeah he's he's really well spoken. I was a great job. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get him one. I thought that. Yeah, would that would be great to pull him in around the draft. Yeah. 
Definitely get the college aspect, but yeah. like I said, I wanted to get him on with the, you know, the recruiting coming on. I thought he really did well there for us. Um, you know, again, we're going to continue these sports interviews. Again, we're sports guys um, at heart. Yeah, we love giving you our opinions, but at the end of the day, we just love sports. So. And you know, it's it's hard to sit there, and I'm going to say this because you know we ramble. We, we talk, can talk for an hour and talk. a half. I mean, we do to sit down. I really, I seriously, because again, I, it meant a lot to me that he came on. I try to like think of a couple really good. Qu- I mean, it's hard. Like, I feel like now I'm part of the media. My radio voice, everybody. Here we go. Let's talk Super Bowl and Super Bowl props because Matty Ice. You were Matty Ice, and you killed it. Talk about your day Sunday. Well, I'll tell you what. It was good. It should have been great. There was I got burned by the hook on three props. But I, those two props that I loved were those cross sports, man. The, the uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus the Knicks three-pointer destroyed it. I mean, I knew that was a winner by the end of the Knicks game at like 4 o'clock. What did the Knicks hit, 18 threes? Uh, 16, I think. 16? Yeah. yeah. 16. Just killed it. And what, Edwards Lair had nine carries? Yeah. Yeah. And the other one was the the um, Booker over points versus Mahomes completions. Booker scored 18. Mahomes, I was like, Mahomes has this maybe by halftime. Albeit, albeit he started out really, really bad. I think he threw nine incompletions in a row at one point. So, Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, don't blame Pat Mahomes for that. Nope. Some of the passes he were throwing were absolute dimes, yep. and they just they couldn't catch them. So that you know, unfortunately, Vegas sees it as a black and white loss. But uh, I really feel for you on that. Yeah, one. we we nailed it though with the line problems. We I knew there was going to be line problems. I did too, but I'll tell you what, I didn't think it was going to be to that extent. I mean, I, I read a stat he rushed for four hundred ninety-seven yeah. yards, yep, running around, rambling. Yep. Uh, I mean, listen, I know there's a, on a bad wheel. On a bad wheel. I listen. He I had surgery today. Was yeah, today I believe it was today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know there is a, a slight drop off. You know, you got your elite All Pro guys, then you have your pro starters. You know, not everybody in the NFL makes a Hall of Fame, um, and a lot of guys bounce around. But to go like the dip from their first team to their second team on a line was incredible. And I, I, I mean, I we knew there was going to be line problems, but you still think that the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the most dominant, you know teams offensively would have such a big drop in in talent there i mean i wasn't you, they've got to shore up something there or work better with an o-line coach in my opinion yeah they're gonna need some depth for sure i'll tell you another one you almost hit was that uh pringle anytime touchdown that you you were tickling that one for the I, whole first I almost quarter. jumped off the couch yeah because I, 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 I thought he had it <laughs> thought he had it i thought he had it well listen i took the uh where our buddy sheeler sent it out great advice um you know, we, we need to get his opinion out more on the show. I, mean, I love that. Stuff. Dr. Brent, I've told him many times. Um, we got to get him on here. Yep. He uh, gave maybe, me, maybe one day I'll go up to his house and we'll do it when it's warm out. And we'll sit out on his porch. And the betting deck. We'll be out on the yeah. betting deck yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. He gave out the one. It, it was heading into this game. It was 17-2 and two over the last 19 Super Bowls. The first kick in yeah. the game was actually returned. Uh, so that was, that was a good bet. Uh, so – 
I, I did well there. Um, I, you know, I picked up a couple. Um, I had the Gronk touchdown. That, Smitty was on that all oh, week. Oh, I'll tell you what. All week. That was one. That happened. I came marching down. I did a little strut in the kitchen. My wife didn't know what was going on. She wasn't watching it. She was watching probably Little House on the Prairie. She <laughs> didn't know what she was going on. I came in so pumped up on that, man. That Gronk, I was pumped on that Gronk one. I'll tell you what, though. I The, the route he chose on the first touchdown that – uh, you've never seen Gronk run like a little shovel pass like that. That was so a nice play. That was very well designed. Uh, and you can tell they had practiced that all week and Kansas City was not prepared for it. Um, so I kind of want to touch into this. So, you know, I think as a fan, I feel like we were kind of robbed of a good Super Bowl. And, and I'm not going to go into it in too depth, but I feel like that game was over at halftime. And again, I'm going to give credit where the Bucks deserve it. Kansas City couldn't stop the run. I mean, Fournette and Jones were just pummeling. Now, where I will say, I don't understand why on the goal line you don't run Fournette, who's 30 pounds bigger than Jones. Um, that, that didn't make sense to me. But, uh, you know, barring that play, they were dominant. Um, the D-line obviously dominated for the Bucks. So, again, credit where credit's due. Um, I think the referees took that game into their own hands. Uh, you know, there was definitely some calls that considerably changed the game. I mean, two penalties in one drive um, ended up going from no points to seven. It, so it went zero points on the interception, which was a tic-tac holding foul, negated the INT. Then on the uh, offsides, which it didn't look like they were offsides in my opinion, and they didn't even give you a good view to justify it. I mean, they gave you a 45-degree angle. So uh, unless it's that egregious, I mean, the kick was made. I think you got to hold the flag there. Um, and then they go down, they score seven. So what could have been a 10 to six or 14 to six scored half the game still well within reach for Kansas city. Now they're going in very upset. It's 21 to six. Um, and they kind of went into panic mode and, and I'm not saying that they were playing well, but they certainly weren't helped at all by the zebras. It definitely was blase. Um, I'm not going to say the refs, help Tampa. They sure didn't hurt them. Let's put it that way. Cause I think there was a lot of penalties. I think they were doing a lot of grabbing, but it, it should have been called a little less stringent, but as being a bucks money line, better and an under better. Thank you. <laughs> so Matt, my, you know, one thing in that, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, that right before the half Tampa got the ball with, Maybe like a minute, 40 50, something 40, seconds. Okay, something like that. Yeah. And even talking to my my father, he you know, he said it right away. And he said it, it, it didn't seem like Tampa was in a hurry. They ran the ball the first play, then it kind of Kansas City took a timeout. Yep. In your opinion, what did you think of that towards the Kansas being a Kansas City backer or a fan? Should they have just let them kind of sit on it, or what were what was their? I would have never called the timeout. I mean, we're we're struggling. Let, let's get into the half with as little uh, risk going forward as possible. I mean, okay, maybe we give up three, but then man, you give up you give up that big boy there. It's it's like you said. I think I think it was basically over at halftime, and barring any adjustments that they could have made. They would have had to keep Kelsey in the block, ran a second tight in the block at the at the whole second half to stand any chance. And they doubled 
uh, Hill. They took Hill out. And I mean, Watkins and Pringle and Robinson, they're not scaring anybody in the big game. Just not. Yeah. No, and that was one of my other ones that, you know, a couple other people had Watkins over. I just, I you know, I said it on the show last Wednesday, uh, Saturday morning. I just didn't see it. Guy coming off injury, hasn't been playing, sometimes just disappears anyway. So, yeah. I, I mean, I was I was on it too. Uh, you know, Kelsey, I, I you know, I, I think even hit me losing that bet, I still believed everything you said for the two shows – I thought they were going to do it. And listen, if they would have got up, maybe Kelsey would have stayed in and blocked. I would have maybe won that bet. So it just depended on how the game went there. The game went really sour for them. They had to pass the ball. Kelsey went out. And even at eight and a half or nine, I missed that by like one catch. I mean, that was right there. Yeah, I missed. I was only mad at two bets. One, Tyreek Hill over seven and a half catches. He had one called back by a penalty. Boom, I hit. The biggest one, though, Mahomes throwing the pick on the goal line cost me a bet to get the Bucks in a range of 13 to 18 for the win mm. at, at plus I forget what it was 6,000 or something oh. just some obscene odds and I'm like oh my god I can't believe that just happened and you know just our other our other guy old man in the garage yeah you know and Matt jumped on this I brought it up because I I lost a side with him he had Tampa money line, which, you know, myself and Matt did. But then he looked at me and said, double digits, 10 or more. And I'm like, yeah. man, you're crazy. It's never going to happen. It. I'll do it. And when I said it, Matt goes, no, I'm looking into that. Well, two smart guys there because they were, you know, right there. Old man in the garage has killed it. Man, he hit it a lot this year. You wanna, here's a funny little story. I'll go quick. So I made an accidental bet on the Rivers app. I read it wrong for instead of team points. It was I took Tampa to win by 30 to 35 points. Oh. Like plus twelve thousand. And I <laughs> and I, I canceled it out immediately and took my my buy back. And then as the game's going on, I'm like are, are, are you kidding me that this has a potential to hit? That's what. Yeah. Don't you be killing your. You be just oh. picking yourself over. My girlfriend said she she might throw me out of the house. <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah. I mean, at it. Yeah, that is felonious. Oh, if that would have hit. Yep. I love that. That's but, a great story. But thank God. I love that kind of stuff. That's so well, funny. I'll tell you what. One of the bets. Uh, one dude hit in Vegas. Uh, put a hundred dollars on it and won fifteen thousand. I saw. Pat Mahomes, 15 to one, no touchdown. No touchdowns. Yeah. And he throws, you know, hundred dollars to us to me is not chump change, but I'm assuming it is to him. And that actually, that's a, there is no way that he thinks it's hit. He's cashing that in or depositing it in thinking that's a loss. And then to turn around and profit that, you know, 15,000, incredible. Right, you just, hey, gambling's luck, man. It really is. You can cap stuff, but it, at the end of the day, it's it's luck. Oh, you can study, and I think the, one of the greatest things about it, if you like doing it, if you like studying numbers and trends, and then again, why I like it so much, I like those two things, but I like my friends, and I like my friends' conversation. I, again, I mean, Q writes me all the time, Matty Ice, Dr. Brent. Uh, Kim, uh, Guru Jason, uh, the caller guy, uh, Trackside, we've had on the show going over. And that's fun, man. It's fun to hang out with your friends. And I'm not hanging out. I mean, Matt lives in a whole different state than me, but I'm in contact with Matt 20 times a day. Yeah. 
That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That makes a connection. It's fun to talk sports and it's fun to have disagreements and it's fun to um, be right on the same game and like, and break it down. I think it's fun to analyze a game. Yeah. You can be right or you can be really incorrect. And that's the, that's the enjoyment out of this. So Matt, we'll kind of finish up here and then go into college football, but I want to ask you this to kind of football. We're going to hit, I mean, I mean, college basketball. Um, We we could drop some more football. Yeah. I love, I'd rather talk about, college football than basketball but yeah you know we'll stay in season um so now that um the chiefs are the super bowl champions that lose to the tampa bay bucks you know they they don't lose a good game they get obliterated 31 to 9 um do they come back hungrier or angrier than ever last next year and or do we see maybe this is uh, kind of like the Seahawks, where they won the first one, they lose the second one in a heartbreaking interception at the goal line, and they just kind of fell apart from that point. Uh, I mean, they were competitive, but in terms of a real threat, they really weren't. Um, do you see Kansas City just destroying everybody next year or kind of falling into that same rhythm? I don't think they're going to destroy everybody, but I think, they, I think they're going to be a little mad. I mean, the Bucks really uh, – Brady poured some salt and some wounds. Um Winfield, Winfield. Jr. poured some yeah. salt and some wounds. And, I mean, th- that that KC team is still loaded. I mean, like we touched on just a couple minutes ago, go go get a draft. Go get an O-line kid at pick 31. Pick up a free agent. Dump Watkins. Get get some cap space. They're, they're right back in it. Certainly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, they're, they're going to be technically hungry next year. What was the over-under today, Matt? You think of uh, how many drinks Tom Brady had? Two. <laughs> dude doesn't drink. He's a lightweight. But good for him, dude. I love it. I think I think that that makes him more human to people. Well, you know, you, we haven't seen a side of Brady. No, because you right. know what they said? They said on the junkies, they said the guy, he, he wakes up. He goes to bed at 8, wakes up at like 6. He drinks um, water. He puts electrolytes in his water somehow. I don't know what machine that is, but it throws something out. Maybe it's like a gator like most people do, but he probably has some weird machine. Then it's like eggs, fish, salad, chicken. The guy doesn't drink anything. Yeah, being out today and having some fun, I bet it didn't take much, but that was – yeah. Hey, He's a, hey, dude, everybody I mean, sees hey, him as a, a robot. Time. You deserve it. Have a good time. Well, everybody you sees sees it. See, they see him as a robot, and I mean, it's so good to see that side of him. Hey, look at man. He it is, reminds he is me human. of Tiger Woods. Yeah, the robotic tiger, and then yeah. now we're seeing Tiger yeah. smile and have fun. It makes you appreciate. Like I said, I I've never liked Brady. I've never had anything against him, but I just hate that he always wins. And I say I hate that, but it's the ultimate respect factor. Yep. Um, and to see him actually, in, like you look at Gronk, and nobody's going to change Gronk. He's a partier. He partied in New England. Belichick wasn't a fan of it, but he did it anyways. And you're yeah. not going to tell him no. But to see Brady have that fun today was it made me love the guy. And you can say whatever you want to about Gronk. And again, some people don't like partying. I love him, and that's fine. I mean, that's that's fine. I'm it's not who he to, is. I'm not trying to condone, like do whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to. But the thing with Gronk is this: is all his money that he spends is endorsements. All the money he's made in football, he has it yeah. saved. He, you can say he might be out of control. No, he's not. He's one of the smartest. People I think on he the plays planet. dumb for the, the oh, he, stereotype. The party. Yeah, he's, he's very he smart. His, absolutely. Well, his brothers. I mean, they run a, a company, so there's the the family genes are not short. Oh no. So Matt, I got one more question because I just like to get your advice. Shoot, buddy. Um, 
the Andy Reid, I brought it up Saturday morning with the whole situation with his son. And, you know, I, you know, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I thought it was something to talk about. And then it was uh, the junkies down here. Again, I bring the junkies up because I really enjoy the junkies down here. And if you don't know what that is, that's a show down here and myself and where Q lives and it's on TV and they've been around for a very long time. They said the same thing. They're like, did you ever know Andy Reid not to have the playbook? I mean, it's on that little, like, you know, paper, but he holds it. He did not have that in his hand. It's like one of the first games ever. It looks like he has, it looks like it's a Waffle House menu, basically. Yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. What was, so, you know, they brought it up and they said, was he just not checked in? And I brought it up Saturday morning. Do, what do you think on that? Yeah, I think he was a, a, for sure distracted. I mean, he's probably on the phone with cops. He's probably on the phone with attorneys. Everything. I mean, I actually think this is more of a reflection on the enemy too. I, I, I everybody's go give the enemy a coaching job. I, I, he, he got uh, he got flattened, in my opinion. I, I didn't see anything special from them. Uh, I, sure, it could be on, on more so on Reed, but uh, I mean, Bienemy is going to get a job. I uh, think I think, I think Reed was just a little distracted. I and it's it's understandable. I mean, that's his his kid is. Well, he's faced potential manslaughter if one of these kids sadly passes away. Yeah, he's uh, uh, he's in a tough spot, man. Yeah, biggest I mean, age. Listen, I'll t- his kids. You know, God bless him for being a great coach and a great father. You know, he's always supported his kids publicly, and and that's all you can ask for as a father. Uh, but. His kids have put him through the ringer. I mean, not only has he been in a tough Philly, you know, area as a coach, and then now you go to KC where you win and you're expected to win, um, and then to have the distractions, you know, whether in season or or postseason. I mean, his kids have put him through hell, in my opinion. I'm not saying that, you know, they're they're the worst kids ever, but but just on a public scale, like everything is magnified, and and that's a lot on him, um, you know, in his health. Uh, but you know, I'll touch real quick cause we got to keep going with the enemy thing. So these, I think this was telling to the public on the play calling aspect, like you were bringing up, like he got flattened. Uh, but it seems like, I mean, he was doing a lot of interviews pre Super Bowl, Um, and, and he actually got on the air and said, well, I'm not going to cry over it. Like I'm not going to sulk and, and lose my Super Bowl over this. So that kind of almost tells me that these franchises, already knew this could potentially happen because they didn't say, okay, well, after the Super Bowl flattening, we're going to bring you in and you're just not the fit. I mean, they again, last year he didn't get the job and he had two breakout years. This year he's interviewing pre-Super Bowl and he's not getting a job. So I think that's kind of telling on him. You know, he might get a job, but he, I mean, who knows? It Vic Fangio lasted how many to- years as a D coordinator before he got an opportunity? Well, I think it's always hard too. I mean, you don't know how these guys interview. We're right, he the, could be terrible. Not, well, we don't know. Room. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not true. saying he is. Maybe he goes in there and he here's what you know, like the Texans. Everyone's like, he should get the Texans job. Does he really want the Texans job? Right, he could intend. Does anybody really? Did you see the president? Was it the press? Who was who was the personnel high personnel person today? He resigned. He came out and goes, I don't like the direction of the team. Well. Of course you don't like the direction of the team. Bill O'Brien ran that into the ground. That's a train wreck. Who wants to take that? Who wants to go there? You incompetent. Deshaun Watson wants out of there as fast as anybody. I mean, I I don't – do you blame him? You inconspicuously go in there and you bomb that interview, in my opinion. You save face. 
hey, thanks. I'm going to give you a good one front. You go in there with like a tank top on or something (laughs) with like, like, you know, flip flops and say, I'm here for 10 minutes and I'm going to the, I'm going to the horse track. (laughs) Where's the deer? I'm only here because I have to be. Yeah. So I don't get fined. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm filling in your Rooney rule. So here. Yeah. I mean, um, get out of here as fast as possible. I wouldn't go there at all. You got to call me right now on the phone. It's like Major League, the movie, when they call uh, the coach and he's at Tire World. He's Lou like, Brown. Lou Brown, yeah. Tire World. <laughs> yeah. We got a job with you. I'll get back to you. I got a guy on here with a white wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's the same. It's the same thing. So. Hey, let's get some college basketball. We only have a little bit of time left. Let's hit some college. Maddie, what do you think about the the week? What do you think? Any thoughts in college basketball? Dude, it's a good week, but I'll tell you what. I'm really getting frustrated by the COVID and the amount of games that are being canceled. It's depressing. Yeah, it's killing the cards. It is. It's really killing the cards. It's killing the tournament team's value, too. We don't know where to slot these guys. I've been looking at bracketology. I'm I'm still dumbfounded who the uh, fourth one is going to be. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, because Michigan. When's the last time Michigan played? Two, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, they haven't played in February. I mean, and again, I brought it up about Villanova. I mean, you get them back. Are they going to be the same team? I think so. I, I think they have the talent to, to – that definitely be the ones. I mean, I agree. I kind of agree with here's, you, but we'll see. Here's the problem, though. Do, you, do they get brought back too late and you go into the tournament and you're, let's say you're a V8 and you're only fire, you know, you start at a four-cylinder motor, you have a rough game, you escape the Big Ten tournament, you're slowly starting to get your legs back under you because, let's face it, your practice isn't game speed um, and nobody expects you to run that throughout this whole time do they run maybe on six cylinders where they're progressing but they just catch that wrong matchup and and get beat you know i was just gonna say that man i think a lot of teams are gonna be not out of shape yeah but i mean they're gonna come up against a, a winthrop somebody in the tournament who's gonna be full speed full go 40 minutes of, yeah. of hell basically and they're i think there's gonna be some big upsets because there's well technically upsets by the seating sure I don't yeah see much of a difference between the five to the twelves this year this is a mid-major tourney in yeah my opinion. i can't yeah. wait um no, i think a great point i, I mean, think that's... teams are getting tired yeah like we, we talked georgetown well, i you know and again i have my new georgetown shirt on so i'm so proud of that uh but i can bounce that on many teams but that that was the honest truth last night so i'm up watching the game for a little bit and again i was excited on it i gave out georgetown plus in a teaser they looked three steps behind last night. They played great. They beat Creighton last week. They played great against Villanova on Sunday. Defense was very intense. They looked so slow. Now, again, you play a tight game Sunday. It's Tuesday night. Not just they, – they did not look like the same team. I mean, the speed looked – they looked like they were in slow motion last See, week. The team that looks tired to me right now is Iowa. Yeah, I was gonna say yep. Creighton. I think, but they didn't last night. They look pretty well. Good. Listen, I mean, Creighton should be putting more than sixty up though. They they have some two of the best shooters in the league. Yeah, and they did so. hit a lot of threes. It, it just that game was that game went yeah. ugly. I mean, they just didn't shoot well. I agree with Matt. Iowa looks. Iowa doesn't. I mean, they're nowhere near what they yeah. were at the beginning of the year. So I think that was a great well, point by Matt. There, they just look it, tired. It, they, they also have one of the they've. Play there, it's a gauntlet. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. Yeah. Um, with the amount of games and, and the teams are playing, I mean, the Big Ten's like the SEC in football. It's just beating each other up. But I think this kind of goes back to, you know, the offseason, man. They they didn't have 
your traditional, uh, I don't even call it training camp because it's not what you do in college, but practices are limited. Uh, you know, you're just not getting, I don't think you're getting the conditioning that you normally would. And we're starting to see it like, yes, do the good teams bounce back? Of course they do. And that's with any league it happens, but I mean, no disrespect to Georgetown, but three weeks ago, Creighton was killing teams and then they lose to Georgetown. Then we're like, Oh, they bounce back. Then they lose another terrible game. Like that's uncharacteristic of teams to lose back to back to back games, um, and I think it's, they're just getting tired. Well, I think it's, I think we've talked about it. I think we've brought it up on the show. <laughs> Tennessee's a team. Tennessee. Yeah. That just was, you know, I threw the future bet to win the national championship really struggling right now. Xavier. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, one I'm going to say is uh Rutgers, that team, I was really sold on them. People were at elite eight for them. And then it was kind of a struggle with them too. I mean, it's and you know, Matt said it. It's oh, cough, cough. First round knockout. <laughs> who's that? Who's that? Rutgers. Rutgers. Okay. Well, you know, I actually like that. Depending on who they play. Yeah, I, I mean, I, they're going to be a five or a six seed. Yep. I, I think it. I brought up. You know, my team's Kansas. I'm not high on Kansas. Um, you know, the game last night that you know just to hit on. I know we only have a couple more minutes, but. Uh, West Virginia against Texas Tech. Yep. I don't know how to feel about WVU. See, no, I don't know how to feel about Texas Tech. Now, I have the futures bet on them, and I watched them last night. I'm like, they can't get a stop down the stretch. And other than that, McClung, nobody can make a clutch shot. Oh, so I'm kind of yeah. depressed. I said I like teams that have a true point guard. McClung's not. McClung's not. No, he's and, a scorer. And again, he's a scorer. And again, yeah. being a Georgetown fan and watching him, you kind of want him getting the, you know, again, it, and I've, I've said it on the show, he can bring the ball up and he can make a move and go for it. But I kind of like having him off the ball and then coming around picks and doing things and driving in or hitting the three. Because again, he, he attacks the rim better than about anybody yeah. in basketball. I wish, bring- I wish Texas Tech had a, a point forward kind of guy. Who could bring? Because they obviously don't have a point guard. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, another team. I think just to throw it off here, Texas is starting to get a little like, eh, where's Texas? Well, I think they're starting to plateau a little bit. I mean, they have a good, good center. They have uh, Andrew Jones is a decent. He's like a two three, or you know, bigger two. But um, they're still not overly talented, in my opinion. I mean, they're just playing really well. I think it's what we've said, all three of us that. The Zags, and again, I think Baylor's right there. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch to Baylor. I, I think they're a legit Final Four team, legit. Yeah. I, I mean, again, other than that, I really think it's just a team, like Matt just said, or a little bit ago, that is just gonna get their legs under them. They're gonna compete really well. They're gonna get in the tournament. and They might make a run. I mean, no, I do have one team I'm gonna keep an eye on, and I loved them at the beginning of the year, and then they lost Kate Cunningham. But OK State, I think with his star power, they can make a run. I'm I'm actually so I put a a fade and then a stock up. So I put WVU and OK State as my stock up, and I fade the entire Pac-10. Uh, yeah. So we've talked about Oklahoma on the show that we all three like. I think that's around our little table here. We they're all, they're at least Sweet Sixteen. So Oki State, I kind of like that. I, I, that's not bad. 
Hey, how because can, can I just bash on this team? Because I think Matt will enjoy this. How about Duke last the other night losing oh, to Notre yeah. Dame at home? How great was almost that? almost giving up a hundred. Yeah, what it, it's not I'm not surprised. No, but what I mean, seriously? Notre I Dame. saw a stat first time since 1974, I believe, that the tournament may not have Duke and Kentucky. That's crazy. And Kentucky lost. Hey, did you watch smoked? They got smoked. No, they're a train wreck. I know the game was close. Yeah, yeah. they're a train wreck. Oh, but did you? Okay, so I had uh, who'd they play last night? I lost Arkansas. Arkansas. I had Arkansas up in a teaser. That game. Did you watch the end of the game? What was that inbounds play that the guy caught the ball and then it looked like they had no clue who to throw it to throw the ball to, and then he just like handed it off to the Arkansas guy and he went down and dunked it. I sat there and I was like, that was the play. It's amazing to watch these games sometimes. And these guys are getting paid a lot of money to be coaches and they come out of timeouts and it's like, they seriously drew a play up in the dirt with a stick. And they just said, I don't know. Here's an X. Here's an O do something. I don't know what to say. It was a, that, that blew my mind last night. They have the old magnetic board with the real X's and O's. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, I couldn't, believe, I couldn't believe that play last night. Just handed the ball off, and the guy went down and, like, I think I don't think he got the dunk off in time, but, I mean, it was like he handed, and then he's shaking his head, like, well, all of a sudden he went colorblind, and he didn't know what uniform was whose, and, oh, my goodness. I'm going to give you just a team. Uh, we got, you know, three, four more minutes left here, but this is, I'm going to steal from another podcast. Um, a lot of people... And I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not saying they can. Uh, but a lot of people were saying, like, what is just an underdog team this season that if they ended up winning a whole thing, you wouldn't be surprised? And a couple people on this podcast said UVA for the strict reason that their defense is so good and they've been there before. And, again, I'm not saying that they're going to, but I thought that was a pretty good take in my opinion. I mean, they if, if Hauser's on fire, that other – kid with the long W names on fire. If key, key Clark can stop driving the ball on a seven foot three guard, uh, yeah, center he just does what but, he has to do. Like, uh, yeah, he... I mean, if, if some team bounces Gonzaga and you knock them out, could, and you don't have to worry about them. Could Virginia sneak into a, an underwhelming final four? Of course they could, because they're just so disciplined with Tony Bennett. I mean, again, it's a team while not as talented as some they've been there and they know how to win. I'm going to throw one out on that same line, but I'm going to put a caveat to it because I am guilty. I haven't seen these guys play enough, but I'm looking at their um, schedule. Missouri. Very good defensively. Yeah. And they have played a brutal schedule. They've played Oregon when Oregon was ranked, Wichita State, no cupcake, Liberty tournament team, Illinois. Bradley, tournament team, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi State, LSU, A&M, Tennessee again. It, LSU, their only losses, too, are – they, they've had one bad loss, and it was to Tennessee. They got wrong. I have, I have them up tonight. I have, I took them up to seven points. They're at oh, Ole Miss Missouri? tonight, and, I, you know, they were underdogs. I took, I took them up five more points to seven. I agree with you. I think Missouri's a really good team. I need to do a little homework on him. So good coach, really good coach. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that was you know a good segment for today. Let's do a little homework. Uh, let's get back on this Saturday. Um, 
real quick, 15 seconds just because we talked about it. You're a Redskins fan. What do you think of uh, the Taylor Hockey re-signing? Love it. It's like they finally get it. Hey, we got a we got a legitimate kid who can start a few games. Well, you maybe saw he even be the, maybe even be the starter. He had bonus money for X games started, so they That's obviously right. the window it's, the door is open. But it's a great signing overall because it's cap friendly. They have a backup if they need it. They might even have a starter if they need it. If they draft somebody and groom somebody, I love it. Do they? are doing it right. Do they let Kyle Allen walk because he's obviously a free yeah, as well? Good riddance. I agree. Oh, no, I disagree with that. I, I think he's your starter. <laughs> well, okay. Why did they give $8 million to Heineke? Uh, Kyle yeah. Allen has yeah. played in a system, too. So is Heineke. Okay, so where, they don't even want are him. you keeping Alex Smith? No. I don't know. Oh, Their starter's not, not there yet. Their starter's not there yet. Allen, then keep Alex Smith. Their starter's not there yet. If They're either looking at drafting a quarterback, or they're just going to have a wash of a year and keep Alex Smith for less money. I don't agree with it, but that's I think that's what they're looking think, at. Because they, they haven't said anything about him. I think they love Kyle Which means Allen. they're not done with him. I think they love Deshaun Watson. I do, too. They, I, I, they're I looking a for a trade. Like Deshaun Watson. <laughs> they're looking for a trade. They're, they're either going to get that. They're going to. Well, listen, one analyst said Russell Wilson's on the free agent, and that he would Nails. fit perfectly. Nails wrote no, that. I know. Yeah. We have like a minute left. But, but Nails, what do you – what? Really, I fast. love it. Go with the Russell Wilson. Go. Well, I love it, and it, it, this is going to be part of this. I'm going to shake it up real quick. So McShay and Kyber did their mock draft today together. I caught it real quick before the gym. First four picks they're saying are going to be quarterbacks. Not buying it. But if it is, that means the Jets either have to take a QB and move on from Darnold, or they're going to have to trade out. So Wilson, Watson, who's the next big domino to fall? I actually am going to take a stab in the dark. I think it's going to be Derek Carr. I think the Raiders are going to move them. Oh, I think I agree with you. Yeah, I, think I do Carr's too. Gone. I think so. I think Carr's gone. I could see them try to move up in a draft and and maybe try to get somebody. Yeah, I've heard I've heard stuff really fast about Mariota. Their backup teams want him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want I want good I mean, good take yeah. so I don't yep. so we can play and get that. I win. saw a thing about the Steelers. I'm like, no. Well, hey, you got your Super Bowl. Yeah, you got Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Now, so. Yeah, we got Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. I can't wait. Hey, great show, boys. We'll, Love it. Yep, we'll be back Saturday. Bright All right. Early. Notebook, find those winners. Let's get them. See you, fellas. All righty.